Chopper Suit Convos back in action. The beautiful game has the best hosts bringing you the funk. I'm your man, Dan, at Doyen Wave on Twitter, D-O-Y-E-N Wave underscore. Chopper Suit Convos, we back. Week one of the Premier League season done. Some teams won. Some guys got points. Uh, some didn't get nothing. We'll talk about that very soon. But I'm your man, Dan, joined with my exclusive friends. You know, the top line. They'll like me. They like the finer things in life. Ephraim, Anthony, Marcus. What's up, y'all? How y'all living? What's going on? Pretty good. Pretty good. What's going on, fellas? Nice. What's going on, man? Ah, uh, man. What's good, y'all? Well, before we get into what happened on the weekend, let's talk about what happened on Monday. Because like y'all heard last week, Anthony had a playoff game. And uh, Anthony, why don't you let us know what happened? I was there. I saw it. But I want Anthony to give us that experience because he was on the pitch. Oh, I couldn't speak. I was, I'm a dead man. Oh, uh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so, you got to give the obituary. It's like, nah, um, we uh, went into the game playing the number one team in the league, Chelsea FC, 33 goals in seven games. Uh, it's about, it's around five, just under five goals a, a match. And they, they kept their average up against us on Monday. We got slid. It was uh, bad. It was six six nil. It was a tough tough match to be in. I was playing right back and center back at the same time. The what Dan calls a route one football. That's what that's what Chelsea had, and it was it was. I'm sorry to cut you off, Anthony, but yeah, I have to emphasize when Anthony says that it's because the center back was Roman. He was the center back was overlapping the wingers. Okay, (laughs) I don't know what tactic that was, guys. But he was roaming like he was a number 10 it, playing center back. It took me 10 minutes to realize what was going on because I, I would think he was next to me. He'd be like, he would say, cover center, cover center. And then I would look and see the striker right there to my left and then look to my right and see their left winger right there while their left back had the ball. And I'm like, oh, I got three people coming at me. Why does he want me to watch the center? And, and that happened for the first 10 minutes um 15 20 halftime and then it was like what was it Dan? three zero at halftime yeah three three nil four nil five nil i don't know man there's still allegations on what the final score was i thought the final score was seven nil but i heard six nil i don't know i heard seven nil once but i refuse to believe that <laughs> it was it might have been seven. My bro. God. It been seven. <laughs> hey Marcus, it was bad. Hey Marcus. It was like Marcus, it was like because Anthony will tell you, I always called his team the cardiac kids because they come from behind. You know, they are a team that they need to taste their own blood first before they fight. And sometimes when you play against a higher quality, it ain't no coming back, bro. They just gonna they were doing Manchester City things. All right, we scored a goal. Now we're just gonna dominate possession and continue to create chances. They got bludgeoned, man. Yeah, yeah it was bad, man. And while they had us dancing around, the center backs roaming, and I, I'm trying to guard three people at once. And uh I ended up um getting styled on. Uh it's very disappointing. Champagne goal of the summer. It's, it's definitely the <laughs> champagne goal of the summer. And it's crazy. There's actually video evidence, everybody. So that's the worst part about it. Um, we'll be featured on the goal of the week. Yeah, it, it'll have to be. Oh, that's brutal, um, Marcus. Yeah, after being fatigued, uh, 
it was a dead ball at the far end of the field, the other on the other team side of the field. I tried to call for a sub. It was a quick throw in and in the recording, you can hear when the when the when the murder takes place, because I say, wait, wait, thinking the, the sub was going to try to come on the field. And then uh, I don't know, man, it's nasty. I just get nutmegged on the sideline. It's hard to explain out loud. Is this is this? And my ankles clapped together. Dan was right yeah, there. Yeah, his uh, yeah, his uh, his oh my god, his boots. When he was nutmeg, he tried to close his legs, and his legs clicked. You hear the boots click like he's Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz trying to go back home, man. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't just that because that happens. Hey, he, like Anthony said, right before the play happened, he tried to get sub off, so he's gassed. He knows he's gas. He's not trying to hurt his team. But, you know, the referee doesn't acknowledge the dead ball. So they have a quick free kick. They play on. And then it's a 50-50 ball. It's just Anthony just, it was unfortunate he had a bad angle. And the other player, I knew he was dangerous because he was a left winger wearing number two. <laughs> and he was he was dribbling all game. And hey, once he passed, the worst part isn't even like, Anthony, you know, getting nutmeg. For real, the worst part was at the end, after he left you, Joel, the other center back, he invited him to dance. Joel said, this song is too fast for me. And he got left. And now number two is one-on-one with the goalie. He gives the goalie an R&B kick. And the goalie, he seemed like the goalie was like, nah, I could save this, but he just put on too much swag. I got to let the ball go in. And yeah, that's that's what made it worse. Because even remember, Jeff said we were asking him, what are those homies saying in Spanish? And they were like, yeah, he said, yeah, they're dissing the goalie. Like, why didn't he stop that? Yeah, he kicked it right at him. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he patted the go- the ball into the net. Yeah, like, yeah take it. Yeah. They had y'all that shook, Anthony. It, it was bad, man. Nah, it was just bad. It was bad football. It wasn't champagne. We was playing like Sprite uh the i blame yeah i was i hate to say me i was the best defender after that but nah i don't like how the center back left me out to dry you were the best defender on your team this season you were the most consistent even and that's the cool thing about anthony because right after the goal happened he could have looked straight and got subbed off he stayed in the game continued to fight he actually blocked the goal from happening and then he came out of the game so he redeemed himself. He didn't go. He didn't end his season with the L. He at least helped his team defensively. So, hey, yeah, hey, it happened. Thank you, sir. Thank you, we, sir. we know why he is a fan of Ake now. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, people try. People yeah. try their best out there. It's like, nah. <laughs> Damn. Hey, you might as well. Nice segue, Marcus. You brought up Ake. He started again this weekend. So, Anthony, why don't you break it down for us? How did Man City do this weekend? How did you feel about the performance? Hey, man, uh, speaking of Ake, he made a guest another uh, appearance in the Magic Square. Um, that was out on the field this week or the, this past week with our two center backs. And now Cancelo and Walker were playing midfielders right or left. So the square would, if it was on the left side, uh, Cancelo was the extra midfielder next to Rodri, Akib and Diaz behind him. Or if it was on the right, Walker, Rube, Ro- Walker, Ruben, Aki and Rodri. So that was nice. Uh, we got to build up chemistry uh, with Holland. 
Uh, I liked his uh, work rate. He dropped back a few times in the midfield, received the ball, made some passes and some runs. I feel like we missed some through balls that we should have attempted towards him because every through ball that made it to him ended up for a goal. The first one uh, from Gundogan to him was a penalty. And then the next one from uh, De Bruyne was a was a straight up goal. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I'm excited to see us progress throughout the season. I just saw, I'll wait till we do the transfer stuff, but um, we uh, got a left back. So we'll see what's up with this, this upcoming season, man. That's about it. Bet. And uh, are you feeling Holland's brace? Should he have stayed on for the hat trick or was Pep right to preserve him? At first, I think he should have. I wanted him to stay on. But afterwards, I saw his interview and he got subbed off right after Gundogan. Like he passed the Gundogan and Gundogan uh, tried to feed the ball through back to the middle and nobody was right there. And Holland was pissing. He got subbed off right after and he brought that up. He was like, yeah, if I was right there, I could have had my hat trick. So I feel like uh, he's holding himself to a, a new standard or actually just a striker standard, a, a footballer standard. And he, he knew what was up. So it's yeah. And you know why he held himself to that standard specifically for his debut, right? Why? Because in his Borussia Dortmund debut, he scored a hat trick. Uh, he wanted okay. to do it again. Okay. But hey, like you said, nobody wants to get subbed off. He's that selfish striker, which is good. Good thing. You need those finishers. You need those gunmen. And hey, Marcus, why don't you break it down for us? Because your gunman made a debut. He scored as well. How do you feel about Liverpool's performance in their draw. So, so we're gonna take it from the top. We walking on eggshells already, fellas. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Tiago, Tiago already out a whole six uh, weeks. Oh yeah, well yeah, oh, well, well you know that brother. God bless that brother. I love his game. I've been a fan of his since his Barcelona days. But you know that brother's paper mache. Man, yeah, him. we expect him. We expect him to lose a couple games. What you guys say, E? Sorry, I was just agreeing with Dan said yeah, he's got some injury issues. Yeah, man. So um that injury happened. Then we got the uh the English English midfield out there. I, I really weren't feeling that. I mean, but when we went on and brought <laughs> Milner and Hendo and Curtis. Yes, sir. Uh, oh no, no, no. It was no Curtis. Curtis come back this week. It was it was uh right. it was just Hen- I'm, I'm I'm just counting Hendo and uh Millie. Whenever oh, okay. they're in the yeah, middle. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not feeling that. It, the work rate goes down. I mean, I, I appreciate their leadership, but the work rate goes down. But to get to the big news, Nunez went on and came on, and he did like he did in the community shield. All his runs look deadly, man. He he always looking to be involved. And so uh, he tried it the first time. He tried this little flick the first time. It didn't come off right. I was like, man, he must be practicing with Bobby. But, man, he came on with the second one. And, and I, I want to go ahead and say I'm going to nominate that for uh, goal of the week. You know, even though we got that draw, that's not a good look. But we're gonna try try to take that inspiration from uh, our city boys and see and see see if we go ahead and get some wins off that. Nice, nice. Well, since you said win, I might as well talk because my team won. <laughs> we led the season off, Arsenal. And let me tell you, I watched this game with Anthony. The first twenty minutes, I was excited by the movement, the pattern of play, how dynamic the team looked. Gabriel Jesus, Spinneroni on everybody. Anthony let me know that was his signature move and even reminded me of a couple of his goals he scored like against Real Madrid with the Spinneroni, how he was moving at the end of the season. It was great to see that continue over. Um, 
Zinchenko, he looked comfortable at home. Anthony and I broke down the game a little bit, but one thing that I didn't emphasize that I wanted to wait to talk to all of all of y'all about this is that I'm shook, y'all. Um, uh, Arsenal, yeah, they, they won. And yeah, last week I said we was going to finish third, but I'm shook because if we can't retain possession against Crystal Palace, what are we going to do against a real team? No disrespect. Y'all are a real team, Crystal Palace, but let's be, let's be serious. You guys haven't finished above 10th place in over seven years. All right? I had a hairline back then, and it was strong. It's gone now. Wow. Okay? So I don't want to hear of nothing about, yeah, that 2-0, it was great. And last season, we lost to Brentford at away 2-0 a London Derby. Winning this time around is cool, especially to a team we lost to to end the season, but I'm not pleased with that performance, man. The the yes, I understand. You have to have the structure to defend. You have to have the pressing ability. You have to have the structural understanding of when to play in a deep uh deep line trying to set up your flanks of defending. But have some heart. Have if you guys can't control possession against Crystal Palace, what are you guys going to do against West Ham and Ashton Villa? So that's what I didn't like about it. But, hey, they got the win. They got the three points. So I accept it. But how did – did y'all get the chance to see the game? Am I tripping to think about not dominating possession against Crystal Palace? I watched it. Uh, yeah. I thought it was I mean, good. I thought it was fine. I think – sorry, Anthony, real quick. I just And I'm watching the documentary, too, on, on Amazon. So – I'm look, you guys are still a work in progress. I would love for United to be where you guys are right now, honestly. So um, I think you guys, I see some upside to what you guys are doing. I think you guys are trying to get that right mix of, of vets and those young players. I don't have a problem with how you guys played. I thought the, the game dictated that. I think, you know, there were times when Crystal Palace was going to look dangerous and they just did. They're not a bad team. Um, so anyway, so yeah, that's how I felt about it. Anthony. Dan, I remember it's crazy. You reminded me that I said y'all were looking like two left feet and y'all played before Monday. And <laughs> yeah, football, I remember that. And the football overlord sprinkled some of that that juju on my pitch. And we, we played, <laughs> we played, we played exactly how we played, but even worse. So to your point, yeah, man, you should be worried because that not being able to retain possession. And it's like Crystal Palace is a good team, but yeah, they trying to push for top four. So there, yeah. there's certain things that they should do. Like, yeah, if they retain possession but can't score after two 0 that's 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 better. You know what I'm saying? Like, but not but scrambling after the ball. Crystal Palace was dominating. It was looking spooky. If they all they needed was a, a good pass or a, a, a good counterattack, uh, just like somebody out of position, because Arsenal would get the ball. And then have one pass that would give it back over to the Crystal Palace. And if they, if there was one chance that I forgot who the players were, but it was a, it could have been a through ball that was like, oh, if that would have made it to the guy, it, it's a goal and it's a game on. So yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. I'm yeah. You. They're under surveillance. I mean, both shots, both teams had 10 shots, both teams had two shots on target. Arsenal had 43% possession, Crystal Palace 57. That's disgusting. It's Crystal Palace. I'm not calling nobody that finished 12th place good. I don't give a damn what they say. That's just PL overhype. Nobody in 12th place is a good team. You I, right. You did enough to survive. 
But if you're struggling against a 12th place team last year that didn't have, they don't have Gallagher anymore. If Gallagher was there, they might have scored a couple. So if you're struggling against them, <laughs> good luck. So let me ask you a question, Dan. If you get in top four playing this way, are you going to complain about it though? You got the dub. I'm, I'm look. Like I said, I'm, I'm all for getting the win, regardless of holding possession. I get it. Y'all, they dominated you guys possession wise. At the same time, I think the talent shown through. Now, maybe there's some question marks about certain, you know, aspects of the game. I, I think you guys got some pieces together that that, you know, will gel just fine eventually. I think you just got some, it's a work in progress. You see that guy still got a work in progress. Ephraim, they had two goals, but one of them was an own goal. Hey, that happens yeah. in- And the got, other goal, and the other goal was from a set piece. We played- They got, they got and, lucky. I wouldn't say they got lucky. I would say top four, if we play Haram ball to get top four, I don't like it. <laughs> this is called champagne soccer. I'm an Arsenal fan. I grew up on designer football. We we brought designer football to England. Arsenal's the Christopher Columbus of the Premier League Whoa. when it comes to bringing designer football to the country. You think I want to get top four with Harambo? No, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want Diego Simeone around me. Hey, you see uh, how we let go of Unai Emery. We should have maybe kept Unai Emery. We'll have a Europa League by now. But Arsenal is not about Harambo, man. I think um, I'm 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 gonna switch it up and um, <clears throat> I'm suspect on Zaha. I'm 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 getting sick of. <laughs> he's under surveillance. He's under surveillance. He he's on the watch list for me. He's turning into name uh, a premier a budget Premier League Neymar. How you out here tricking <laughs> shots, flopping, crying for call? This ain't the NBA, bro. You ain't elite talent. You Damn better get this shit together. And a a great point. And see, that's why I have to salute because I can harp on how bad the possession and attack was, but the defense was excellent. Ben White had Zaha in his back pocket. Saliba had everybody on lock. By the end of this season, top five center back in the league. He's going to be considered up there. I said it. You saw after the match, I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe I have to do an investigation. But there was rumors that after the match, Saliba was so-called Van Dyke had to follow him. He had to see what's up with this young man. So, hey, I like how the defense played Zinchenko. Wonderful player. I love him already. Anthony was right. He's going to intensify the attack. He's going to help us. He was one of the only people could able to retain possession. So, I liked what I saw out of the defense and some of the midfielders defending. Gabriel Jesus was great pressing. You know, Martinelli scored the goal. Saka was excellent backing up, tracking back to help Ben White. So the team played well. It's just if you can't dominate possession against Crystal Palace, I'm nervous. But you're right. It's still a process. But, hey, we got the win. That's what matters the most. There you go. Speaking but of getting a win, right? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, e money bag. Uh, oh well. man, where do I start, Dan? Where I did. I, I mean, before the match, I I did predict y'all would lose. I did say ten one, but then I was like, right, I'll be nice because I did think they was about to rain. But y'all don't, y'all don't win on the devil's day. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. So let me start with this, Dan, if you don't mind, all of you guys. Let, let me start with this. I'm, I'm going to start with the Manchester Evening News, the local team, the local team news over in Manchester. It's a I'm nice publication. With, yeah, their, their publication in Manchester. I'm going to start with their player ratings for the game. Check this shit out. All right, David David De Gea, a five. 
uh, Diogo Dallo, a five. Harry Maguire, one of the better ones on the team yesterday, uh, on that day, believe it or not, a six. Lissandra Martinez, the guy who slotted in there on the preseason game against, uh, not Mallorca, who was it they were playing? Uh, on the, the last preseason game. Everybody's that like, was- yeah, he slotted right in. He's good. He's going to be great. Yeah, he had a, a five. Who? That was a penalty on Welbeck, by the way, it but go ahead. No, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Totally agree yeah. with you. Luke Shaw. Yeah, he's going to lose his spot soon. Four. Uh, <laughs> Scott McTominay, not a good midfielder at all. I don't even know if he'd be a squad player. McTominay. Three. He got a three, Marcus. A three. Yeah, that Fred. midfield was a ghost tower. Fred. <laughs> then we get started on Fred. A four. He was even better than McTominay. Hey, hey, E. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to I don't want to interrupt, but. Go for it. Usually, Dan got me on not listening to the pundits. I had the volume on, and Peter Drury said, look at Fred. He will be subbed. Oh. Okay. Hey, Peter Drury been doing it for a minute, dog. You know what he's talking about. Five minutes um, later, he was off the pitch looking how about sick. Oh, my days. Bruno Fernandez, one of our best players, a talisman, apparently. A four. He had a horrible game. Christian Erickson, yeah. he looked pretty decent. He had a six, mm. and, that, and that's saying something, right? Yeah. Jaden Sancho, non-existent pretty much, if you ask me. Almost a flop? No, I'm talking about as far in this game. He was a five. Not, I'm talking about in his career, is mm. almost a flop. He's under surveillance. Three He's goals in 30 Premier League matches? I give you All that. Right. I, will, I will give you that, absolutely. Uh, Marcus Rashford, four. Christian, uh, Christian uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, excuse me, six. Donnie Van Der Beek came off the bench, and he came off the bench and got a six. What? What? How? <laughs> well, How is that possible? So, nah, man, it was a bad game. We dominated possession, 63%. Um, 17 shots. 17 shots. Only five on <laughs> goal. That's bad, man, for a team that's supposed to be better than Brighton, apparently. And Brighton it was a team. home game. It was a home yeah, match. Home we, you know, I, I like... It was in the theater of dreams? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> funny you didn't know you didn't know they rebranded anthony it's called now the nightmare manor <laughs> here y'all go long hanging fruit i get it i get it but look look and they, they 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 gave up too much possession in their own half they they couldn't play out the back david de Gea, i'm sorry i love him he's one of my favorite players at united maybe by default but he is he's he's uh He's not a good passer off the bat. He's not. He's not. It's not his yeah, thing. We, yeah. We're going to end up needing somebody that's better than that. Um, Fred can't, can't. He's not the pivot that we need to take the ball out the back. No, he can't do it. Sorry. Yeah, we just look bad, man. That once Brighton started pressing us, uh, they exposed us. They exposed us very uh, badly. And so I feel, man, we play Liverpool coming up, Manchester <laughs> City coming up. <laughs> Them going to be some games. <laughs> You know, so there were some good things I saw uh, as far as like how the formation worked. You know, it was a it looked like a four three three kind of uh, in possession with the uh, uh, one of the fullbacks coming into the midfield, kind of like uh, Zinchenko did with Arsenal, and then out of possession, more like a four two three one in a way. Like obviously, there's some you know some defensive responsibilities uh, in other places, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a bad game, man. They they didn't they didn't they didn't look good for most parts of the game and. Um, I don't know what to say, man. I'm, I'm at a loss for words on this one. It's, it's just so bad. But we're <laughs> in progress, right? We're like Arsenal right now, I think, in a way, even though we don't have, like, the young talent that I think Arsenal has. Uh, oh, what, what, 
Come on, E. Are you telling? Y'all got some good young talent over there, man. But you guys have spent over a hundred million just on Sancho and Martial. I mean, that's not enough. Rashford, Rashford, isn't he a member of the British Empire already? I don't think. I don't think any. Come on, man. What? Those things don't correlate to wins, man. Oh, I thought I I was so. So why did Rashford get? I thought they gave it to him because he was balling. Like Fergie became Fergie got knighted because he's a baller, right? How did how did Rashford get? You know why that man got knighted? You know why he got that? Oh, community service award. I whatever. Stop it. Stop that. Uh, E, I see how you glossing over uh, how uh, Welbeck had his way with Midget Mac. Oh, I'm not. I told you he had a bad game. Oh, yeah, I, I, I go straight to it, brother. I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Lissandra Martinez did not have a good game. It was not a good game at all. Um, he did not slot right in there. So now when we play Liverpool in a couple of weeks and we play Manchester City, I think, next month, um, it's going to be <laughs> woof. Man. Oh, he laughed. He's nervous. That's that nervous laugh. I know that. I made that laugh think... a couple hours ago. I was shook. <laughs> well, then I think also we need we need that consistent – partnership that good partnership I don't know that Lissandro Martinez and you know Harry Maguire are, are going to be the you know premier partnership back there I don't know if Lissandro Martinez is going to last the whole year if playing that way um he may have to slot into the midfield uh I don't know if that's going to work or not but you know I don't know what's going to happen man we'll get into the transfer soon but we're going to get into it right now brother because your team is leading the way Arnautovic Rabio Pooh. what are Ooh. your thoughts man talk about problem transfers through all three of them or both of them i should say <laughs> apparently arnautovich got some racism issues going on uh, uh, fans didn't want him um so that was an issue that i'm oof. uh rabbi yo got some issues as well apparently he yeah there's, there's some racism in there as well ask his I, mom I, I, ask I, his I mom what she thinks about mbappe you know i heard about i heard about some of that there was yeah. some arguments at a euro game i think or yep. some kind of game yep yep I heard about this. And so, yeah, there's some issues with Rabio. His mom is his, his agent, which isn't always the worst thing in the world, but apparently his mom is not easy to get along with. And she's very yeah. tough to negotiate with. So I'm not excited. Apparently, Ten Hag wants Rabio at least. And so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something he sees that we all don't. Yeah, you know what he saw. You know what he saw. You said it a few minutes ago, brother. McTominay. That's what he saw. He saw McTominay and said, I'll take anybody, even Rabio. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I know. I just saw the hey, text. <laughs> I got to laugh at that one. I'm sorry. That, that, that was good. That was really good. Anyway, so in, in, in October, that's it. Yeah, that was good. October Fest. He's going to be leaning. But yeah, man, our transfer window, though, it's been funky. It's been slow. Um, we got a couple players in, obviously. Still looking at some more. Um, uh, I think Malinkovic Savage is one of the guys we, we've been talking about recently uh, again. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, I'm over the Frankie de Young thing. We get him, we get him. If we don't, I'm not going to be worried about it. I think we just need to move on to somebody else and and uh, and, and figure this thing out. We need to play, figure out how to play as a team. All right. And uh, I'll say from an Arsenal perspective, you know, Torreira's gone. Pablo Mari is gone. It looks like uh Bellerin is about to leave to go on a free we're about to terminate his contract so he can go to Real Betis for free so based on the window um I think Arsenal right now they're linked to a, a winger they're looking at Musa Diaby from Bayer Leverkusen I like him he's from the PSG Academy very electric 
He is a what I would call a dual threat attacking wise that he can get you 10 plus goals and 10 plus assists in a league season. He's a good player, but I don't know how much Leverkusen will ask for because, you know, we're down to the last three weeks of the window. It looks like Arteta, after the match, he said, you know, we're still trying to improve the team, so we're not done. I think with midfielder, it looks like Yuri Tillman's that brother. According to reports, he's twerking for Arsenal. He's begging them to come get him. Ironically, on the weekend, Arsenal plays Leicester. Let's see if he starts the match because he played last game. But see, Tillman's, he's a good player, but he hasn't progressed like I thought he would. He's he's kind of limited when it comes to attacking, but he's a good playmaker. He's good at retaining possession. He's good at ball carrying. But when it comes to, you know, the defending aspect of midfield, getting the 50-50 challenges, the hard tackles, I don't know if he's really about that. And I feel like how the team is set up. Partey, I mean, if you don't know the allegations, it's out there. Check it out. We'll see what happens in court, but Partey is our only true DM. His backup is Sambi Lakonga, a young player that AC Milan wants on loan. Arsenal was even linked with Sandro Tonali, uh, AC Milan's DM, because, yeah, we need another midfielder to hold it down in case something happens. Partey, you could argue, along with Gabriel Jesus, is our most indispensable player in terms of if we lo- if we lose him, we're in trouble. So I think Arsenal, they got to get a winger. They got to get a midfielder, maybe two. All right, Anthony, what do you got? What city working on in the window? Yeah, man, actually, I'm seeing, uh, according to Fabrizio Romano, we just signed Sergio Gomez from Anderlecht, the le- a left back, uh, 21-year-old, uh, supposedly for 15 million uh, euros. So we'll see what's up, man. Uh, did he say, I, I, here we go? Nah, you know, they did the Photoshop picture with, with him in a city jersey. That's all we got right now. Um, no, I'm saying that because, oh. you know, Fabrizio Romano, when he says, here we go, it's a done deal. Oh, yeah, he said it. Here Whoa, we go. Yeah, he did it say, is. here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so okay. Yeah, he said, here we go. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a done deal. Um, I, I believe this is good because we needed, a, I guess, a backup left back. But you know me, man. I love Zinc. I don't think we should let him go. This guy is gonna be a a rotation player. That you know, what I mean, he's. We'll see what's up. Um, he'll have to work his way even onto the bench. I feel like so. We'll we'll see we'll we'll see about that. Uh, and that's about it, man. I don't think. Uh, oh, Bernardo. I forgot about that. Dang. I, I in my head. Before you continue, I have to tell you something about your man, Sergio Gomez. I know it's just the Belgian league, but last year in uh, 34 matches, he started all of them. He had five goals and 11 assists, so he might be be dangerous. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, I saw those stats too, but I just chalked it up to the Belgian league, you know. Hey, it happens. They produce De Bruyne, Lukaku. They produce ballers. Okay. I, but I, I want a baller right now. I don't know if uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I can't, I can't uh, talk about his, his uh, I guess progression or what I can see in him in the future because I, I want a baller. I saw, I had Zinc, man. Zinc was here, so that's somebody that 
could be on my team right now and starting if Pep really wanted another left back to move Cancelo over. But, well, that's a different – those are tactic talks for another day. Glad we got somebody. Cucurella, he's a prostitute, went to Chelsea. Oh, I also yeah. have to mention, yeah, Cucurella is a prostitute. I agree with you. He's a slur. But I also have to mention Sergio Gomez, a part of the Barcelona Academy. So he already knows what Pep wants. Well, yeah, Pep wants a robot with the with the serial number that he manufactured. Yeah, so that's now you know Pep. He let if he lets the fullbacks get creativity. Danny Alves was no robot, but it depends. You got to be rare. I'm just talking Cancelo, about Cancelo. Even Cancelo, he gets the freedom to roam. It's I'm Kyle about Walker somebody, that has to be the robot. I'm talking about somebody um, used to his tactics or way of play. Something like if he couldn't get Cucurella, he, he obviously wanted somebody who. And Cucurella's from the Barca Academy exactly. also. He, he had a type he was looking for. <laughs> yeah. He was on Tinder swiping a certain way for certain, for, for people. Must be from the Catalan region. Of yeah. Spain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. Go ahead. That go Barcelona ahead. collection connection. Talk- yeah. Yeah. Bernardo Silva. Uh, I'm sorry. Cucurella, you are a prostitute. Sorry. Yeah. Going <laughs> to Chelsea. You know, you wanted you, you know, you wanted to play for winners, but it's, it's whatever, man. He just uh, wanted, he just wanted to wear blue and get a check. I don't think he yeah. really cared, but yeah, that's what, that's why it's just prostitution now. Uh, Bernardo and Barcelona. Goodness gracious. Nobody should talk to the, about this team. Players going to this team after how they did Messi is showing that they don't they don't give a fuck it's disgusting i don't barcelona owes too much money to be still buying players i don't know why we're even talking about this and if bernardo goes over there i don't know if this was a premonition an omen i could really i don't give a fuck about la liga but they could almost win la liga with with bernardo there he's actually a, a nice standing like a, a foundation a pillar of a team i'm trying like that's nasty good for him if he wants to go <laughs> uh great them they're fin- they got somebody in the upper offices of fifa because they should not be doing this they 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 owe too much they no no it's nasty um but if he leaves we don't replace him and we don't get you bellingham Sorry, Marcus. You know what I'm saying? He's coming. He's he's coming to city uh, eventually. But if we don't go after him now, Grayless could drop back in midfield or Foden, and I could see one of those things being the, the options. That's about it, man. So speaking of that, Anthony, what about your depth? How you feel about that? Especially like Champions League being like one of those top priorities for Pep this year. How do you feel about your chances with Holland, obviously, and then the depth in your team? Well. When it comes to midfielders like that, we have a lot, and it's not. It wouldn't suck, but we would have to have our our younger players, our kids, step up like Palmer and uh, McAtee. Uh, I could see them sitting on the bench for a couple of those Champions League matches that we may need extra depth there. That Graylish is uh, is starting on the left, and Foden's in the midfield, and. Okay, we need both of those guys on the bench to maybe fill in if one with Phil or Graylish have to come off. Uh, so I think we got the the right depth. And, you know, we still got Calvin Phillips. Bernardo's our midfielder, so we got midfielders. And and if anything, Gundogan is just going to have to have another blackout season, and then it won't. We won't even notice him him missing. That's about it. Yeah, you might have to rely on some health there, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully, barring any injuries, man, we should be all right. But that's usually not the case. And it's a World Cup season, too. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Marcus, what's good, brother? What are the Reds doing in the window? We're we making a lot of calls. We ain't making a lot of purchases. We're sitting on the sidelines on this one. Uh, only room, room I did see is uh, the Matias Nunes, but um, I don't know about that 60 million release clause this close to the window. Like I said before, FSG, they're not going to big spend on that. And if they spend 60 on that, not going to be able to bring you home, man. I know everybody say Liverpool not home, but hey, that seven, eight connection, man, it, it got to happen. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. <laughs> hey, we'll see. We got all season to talk about that. And if you guys don't know, it's Jude Bellingham, you know, the next wonder kid midfielder from England. Uh, you know, he's from Wolves land, but Marcus is claiming him. But hey, it's all good. We ain't from England. <laughs> but I think everybody's going to go for him. City's going to be interested. Real Madrid, Barca, Liverpool is definitely in the race. But it all depends on where the young man wants to go and progress his career. But Liverpool is definitely among the favorites. Hey, real quick, Dan, anybody watch him play? Because the dude is the real deal. Yeah, he's he's my uh, outside of Camavinga. He's my favorite young midfielder. But Jude is number two. He's special. And I like his little brother, Job, too. He's more of an attacking player. But Jude is special, you know. If you guys aren't aware, he he says he wears number two because he's a number 10, a number eight, and a number four. You add all that, the attacking midfielder, central midfielder, defensive midfielder, he wants to be all-encompassing, and he plays like that. He has a silky game. He doesn't look like he's from England, for real, when he plays. Nah, not the way he plays. No, he does not. Yeah, and he's 19. Man. Yeah, he's a problem. He's He's like the silkiest midfielder England has had since baby Wilshire, baby Jack Wilshire. So I hope he continues to progress and he makes the next step because right now this is a season for him. You know, I know we talked about the Bundesliga last week after Bayern Munich won it already, but he is a guy that we have to check out for sure because, you know, now that Holland is gone, it's basically Jude's team. So I'd like to see how they build the attack around him. Wait, wait, wait. It seemed like over the weekend it was uh Ruiz team. God dang. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> if you guys don't know Dortmund, they uh who did they play? Do you remember? Uh let me double check. Oh yeah, they played Leverkusen and it was a one-nil. Marco Royce, the OG, scored in the 10th minute. It was a pretty cut and dry match. Um they were set up in a 4-3-3 with Royce playing as uh, one of the midfield two with Bellingham and behind them, Daoud. So in that game, Royce was dominating the possession. He was making the majority of the moves. Jude was more reserved. So, But we know Marco Royce gets hurt every year. So it'll eventually become Jude's team soon. It's on the way. It, 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 it's only... It's only right. To be honest, though, you know what I did say, see uh, the difference in Dortmund in that game? The defense actually looks solid. Like every yeah. year, that's the question when they go against Bayern. They they defense looks like shit. And yeah. this year, it looked like they actually invested in the right positions. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it is Leverkusen. <laughs> you know that. You know that Bayern pressure is different, bro. These are facts. <laughs> But to, to look, if it wasn't for the fact that Bayern, Bayern, excuse me, would, is so dominant in that league, 
the Bundesliga will probably be one of the better leagues to watch. Like, it's very fun to watch if you ever watch any matches. In- it is still a fun league. You're right. It would be more competitive. I agree with you. But it is, I think it's the most fun to league to watch because of the intensity of the pressing, counter-pressing, the high lines, the back and forth of it. I yeah. think it is the most fun league to watch, low-key. And then, Absolutely. hey, yeah, the atmosphere is number one for Dickens. sure. But, but I would say... That's a great segue, E. You didn't even know you did it, but I think you did, man, because this weekend, Serie A and La Liga are back, and Serie A, out of the top five leagues, it is the most competitive when you look at how close the top four is in points. Hot league. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> league. Uh, you know, the Milan boys are back, Inter and AC, Juve, they're dead for a little bit, but hey, maybe they're coming back. They let in uh, Rabio go. They let Ramsey leave for free. They're getting rid of the dust off their team. So let's see what happens. Um, I think Roma is going to be very fun to watch. You know, they won the Conference League last year. Josie Mourinho, maybe future Manchester Manchester City manager. I know that's what Anthony wants, but that's another story for another day. I mean, he's improving the team. They got Dybala. They got Wijnaldum. Um, they got, uh, what's my man's name, Matic. So they've improved. I think Serie A is going to be fun. Do you guys have a top four or a champion? Like, what do y'all want to see in Serie A this year? Not the Bundesliga. <laughs> I want to see, I'm, I'm with Anthony. Anthony had mentioned this in one of the, our earlier podcasts about, like, paying attention to this league this year. I, I think this is where I want to pay attention this year because, this may be really good. Uh, you made some really good points about like Roma, uh, Milan still with, how old is it? Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. My gosh. That's anyway. a bench boy. <laughs> yeah, hey, but he plays a little bit. He's, Man, still, though. he's still, he's like 40, 41. I think he's recovering from injury right now. Right. Yeah. He, he had that big injury uh, mm-hmm. in the mid of last year. Yeah, but hey, you, they got your man Origi to hold his spot for the time being. Bivak. but yeah like that team is it's gonna be good even like napoli yeah they lost koulibaly but you know them they're gonna find some ways in the transfer market well i don't know about now now that their board said they don't want africans but (laughs) hey i actually got a a, a top four for that league because i actually paid a little attention to them last year uh me and dan yeah i know we used to talk about it especially when they got hot Mm mm-hmm Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm go four. four I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the four on up. My fourth. I'm sorry, Milan. You gonna you 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 getting fourth this year? Mm. The reason I'm saying that because they got Champions League. Mm-hmm. And I think they're gonna focus on that, and that's gonna let make them lack. Yeah. At number three, I'm going with Juve because them mother efforts don't bought a lot of old heads. Well, I, I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry. I call I count Paul an old head at this point. Yeah, Di he Maria, is. You're, that's fair. Like Di Maria. I mean, I think. Di Maria might be the key because he bringing over that winning pedigree. Mm-hmm. But they got too many people that get injured too much. And then they lost the ball. Yeah. And then I went with, uh, I'm going with Enter at two because, you know, you got Lukaku, the yeah, return. Lu- yeah, Lukaku. But the question mark on that to me is, I don't know how that coach, I don't know his tactics. So I, I'm going to have to watch that. And you know, I'm going with the dark horse, the normal one. Oh. I'm going with Roma to win the motherfucking oh, league. You're I can dangerous. see that. You're dangerous. I'm a sicko. Catch hey, me at the end of the uh, season, and we can and we can see who where we stand. 
I and feel I like somebody else's. I feel like somebody else might agree with you. Does anybody else want to give their top four? Hey man, Marcus. Yeah, he's getting. <laughs> yeah, he's getting it. Yeah, that's tight. So Roma, AC Milan, Inter Milan, then Juve. That's how okay. I got it. All right, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm I knew it. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mark again yeah, because I, I believe in Mourinho. He's a you know a prospect on my my next manager's watch list. <laughs> Bro, he's buying he's buying players' feet. Okay, I, I gotta respect that. <laughs> yeah. When nigga showed yeah. me he bought the man the feet because he was buying Fugazi once. Yeah, solid, super solid. He always been solid, but that right there I was like, yeah, I will go play for that man. Yeah, shout out to Mourinho for that. You guys don't know the story. There's a Ghanaian wonder kid that plays for Roma, Felix Safina Jan. At the end of last, uh, at the end of the last year, during but right before the winter break, he was scoring goals, playing well, helping Roma progress, and you know his notoriety was going up. He was getting more love, training with the first team. So to show his appreciation for you know his hard work, uh, Mourinho gave him some trainers because he was like, hey man. He had fake shoe. He came from Ghana to Italy. You know, he don't know nothing. He's a kid. He's buying fake shoes. He got finessed by the local people selling the Fugazi gear. People are laughing at him. And, you know, Mourinho showed him love, got him some gear, got him fresh. So shout out to Mourinho for that because he knows how it is in the locker room. People teasing. And he's a young kid from Ghana. We still a developing nation. So, hey, salute to Mourinho for that. He's a, bro- he's a brother for life for that. But, uh, wow, you two brothers got Roma winning the league. I'm not mad at that. I thought I was doing something, putting them in my top four. <laughs> so, hey. I got <laughs> – go ahead, E. What's good? I mean, but you can see that, though, right? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mourinho's – he's proven to do stuff like this. And for me, the reason why he's going to get top four is because Juve and Napoli didn't get that much better. Lazio is knocking on the door, I think. But I would say for top four, I would say because it looks like Lazio is going to keep Milankovic savage. I'll say Lazio four. I'll say you doing that even with them having a Europa Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Because even last year, Milan was in the Champions League. They were in the Champions League last year. The year before they won the league, they finished second. So they know how to play in the Champions League and handle the league. So I'll say Lazio four, Roma three, um, Inter two. I think Milan is running it back. I think getting, keeping Rafael Lau, getting Origi, keeping Tenali. I think they've improved their team. They didn't lose anybody from their starting lineup. Hey. That, so that, that I, go back to what you said earlier. One of the guys I'm watching on that squad is that uh that Charles dude from uh Club Bruges. Oh yeah, yeah. Charles um did I like up, I brought him up uh last week, Dan. Decla- yeah, Decla- Tari, man. Yeah, however you say his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let uh, me try to find he's, he's a baller, he's a baller for real. Is um, he a baller? He's only played in the Dutch league, brother. You just said you uh your man Gomez is okay. under surveillance. All right, but for what oh, okay. oh I Okay, but for what it's worth, I saw him actually balling against City. And oh, I, yeah, he did play like, Champions League. Yeah. yeah, I was like, 
like, dang, he's actually kind of nice. And and for like, we need a we were getting a left back to replace a, a left back that's like a starter. So yeah, I would want my new left back to be a baller too, not a. That's prop. not. You can't really say that he's a starter when Cancelo was on first team primarily okay, <laughs> at left back. Now, but I'm saying okay, now this season Zinchenko starting for y'all. He's a starter. Yeah, but that's the difference. And Cancelo can play right. He's a starter. He's a starter for a Europa League team. He's not a starter for a team trying to win the Champions League. It's a difference. He's in his own club. It's a difference. But it's the truth. We were down against PSG and and Pep subbed Cancelo off for Zinchenko. Yeah, you say that again? We were down against PSG and Pep subbed Cancelo. Yeah, not starting, super sub. For Zinchenko and the game changed, man. I'm yeah, just he's, a, he's a backup, though. That's the thing. He's a backup for Pep Guardiola. That's why he left. Only, he got y'all your only assist of yes. this past yes. week. Yeah, don't compare yourself to a team dreaming of getting in the Champions League when you guys I'm are saying, trying to win it. It's hey, levels, man. right? I'm saying he's not a project. He's the, his project was complete, and now we don't get the fruits of it. That's all. He was never going to be that with you guys anymore. <laughs> exactly. That's Always what I'm saying. He's he he literally plays midfield for his country. He's Cancelo can play, Cancelo can play right back. Walker Walker is the one getting old. Fair enough. But Walker, Walker is still your best defender on the flanks. He's 30 years old. He's not, he's not burnt. Kyle Walker is going to be nice for like the next five years. He's not cooked at all. He don't get hurt. Yeah, no, no. And he's your fastest defender. Y'all need that pace back there. I mean, come on, look who you got back there. We got here from talking about my my the young cat from from Belgium, man. Like, yeah, Charles, Charles. The Ketelari, whatever it is. Yes, I just saw it. I was just reading about it. <laughs> I gave him an Italian accent. He's Belgium. I, I know what you Belgians did back in the days. <laughs> it's another story for another day. Man. Oh, you know. <laughs> man, man, we were having fun. You're right. I don't know how Charles ended up into City Talk, but yeah, man. let's... Yeah. Let's talk about a guy that did turn down City to go to the land of champagne, Lionel Messi. I give him, he's my goal of the week. The bicycle kick he scored and that 5-0 thrashing PSG had on the weekend. And it was really because, you know, Messi, he is a guy that has scored all types of goals. Even has a headed goal in the Champions League final against, against Lucifer, actually. Ephraim saw it. But this bicycle kick was so smooth because of how he balanced the ball on his chest. And then we know he's a little brother. So as soon as he bounced it on the chest, he flicked his little legs up and that joint went in. The bicycle kick itself wasn't the cleanest. It was the execution of controlling the ball with his chest and the quick reaction to turn. He used the momentum of falling to really get the goal because he didn't get much power on the shot. But it was just the balance and the control was beautiful. So that's my champagne goal of the week. Uh, Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Well, I mentioned it during my review of uh, this week of uh, our squads. I'm going to go with my guy, Nunez, Darwin Nunez. First goal in the Premier League, the flick. It was nice. It was nice. Shout out to Salah, too, for that delivery. I, they, like you said earlier, it do look like they working on that in practice. Mm-hmm. They, they, hey, Salah might be the assist king this year. Yeah, right, once again. To it. Once again, yeah, it's possible for sure. What y'all got? E-money bags? What's on your mind? 
I'm, I'm torn between that messy woman because you're right. That control, that that did it. That did it for me in a way. But I'm going to go with uh, Fabian Schar from uh, Newcastle. I, I have this thing about long distance goals. And that thing to me was clean. I'm sorry. It was. It was a rocket for sure. It was a clean shot from out, outside the box. So that's mine. And like I said, that messy one, though, it's an extremely close second after watching it again and again. That that control was, was phenomenal in the box like that. Yeah. That's me. Anthony, what you got, brother? Uh, I got to go with Messi off the control. Definitely that. Hey, I'm sick. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say I'm going to go with the homie that scored on me. I'm sorry. Hey, man, I was going to give that on. I wasn't going to be that sick, man. Uh, nah, because uh, Messi's chest control, that joint was amazing. And immediately after it, he controlled it off his chest, he knew, like you said, to go for the kick and uh just contort his body in that manner so that was beautiful and yeah the other goal the the another bottle please of champagne sir uh that is the goal that was scored on me um number two nutmegging me and dancing on my fellow defender for the goal Joel, you got boogied on, boy. I'm gonna say your name, Marcus. You gonna have to post that, man, Marcus. You gonna have to edit it for the people, man. For real, you don't even. I don't. I mean, yeah, it could come out, but you might. Uh, you might just have to put. Hey, guys, if you guys saw the Champions League, remember when Gareth Bale scored that goal? It, it looked like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. It was like that, but a nutmeg version. Yeah. Oh, and almost like how Vinicius did Fernandinho. Oh, yeah, it made Fernandinho go back. Fernandinho should have went to Brazil that night and never came back. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, man, but, hey, I fool with all those answers because, yeah, the Nunes goal was beautiful. Shower, I believe, that was nice. Yeah, Messi, I agree with you, Anthony. That John was great. But, hey, Messi, maybe is he going to come into Miami one day? We don't know, but Marcus will let us know. What's good with that MLS Minute, brother? Hey, man, we back. We back. We, we, we're going to uh, take the week off on the uh, standings because uh, this is the All-Star Week. <clears throat> right now, currently, it's halftime as we record, and the MLS is up. And uh, guess who scored that goal, fellas? Wayne Rooney? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is he a player this- coach? This is not 20, 20, 20, uh, 19 when he made it. No, this is not that. Uh, dang, who scored? The MLS All-Stars scored? Yeah. Iguain. Iguain, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess yeah. him. He, he didn't Which... even make it. It was it was oh. Mr. Vela. Mr. Vela. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Gonzalo didn't make the All-Star team? No, sir. Uh, <laughs> what about his brother? I know his brother was the MLS Don. I'm not familiar. What, who, what is his brother? Uh, uh, Dave, was I making it up that he was Higuain's brother? It was another Higuain <laughs> that used to play. And he used to be running around causing havoc. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> he just throwing shit out there. Uh, yeah. Fred, Frederico, we, Frederico Higuain, man. I got to look. Who is this? I thought that was we, his brother. As we go on with the MLS Minute, man, we got... um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not his brother. It's not his brother. He doesn't know. <laughs> they both from Argentina. That's about it. <laughs> oh, man. Racism. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Hey, so we going to go ahead and hit off on some notable all-stars. Uh, I'm calling these boys to still hang around the club, fellas. Them old heads that still hang around the bar, still trying to get that last drink. Oh, we got Chicharito. Carlos Vela, a three-minute goal today, like we said, uh, Nagby, and Jordan Morris. Hey, Dan, I had to uh, ask you about this. Uh, 
the last time Nagy made it, uh, that was when the MLS All-Stars played Arsenal. You you familiar who was on that team? Uh, no, Lord. <laughs> 2016. Okay. Depression. You want to go, you want me to go back to depression, right? I know okay. that summer. That's hey. the summer when that's the summer when Arsenal could have won the league, but the board was so cheap that Peter Check was our only signing. I remember that team well. Uh, how many that. players should I name? Because I can name some people, man. I remember that. It was a uh, hold on. Let me let me hit you with the who they went against. DDA. <laughs> DDA oh, striker. Uh, did he score? He scored, right? Yes. The only goal for the MLS that day. What's wrong with that man? It doesn't matter how old he is, he's gonna score against Arsenal. It's no sick. what no, what made it sick is if you go back and watch the clip, this man took three shots. Oh Lord, of course one. <laughs> and who was the goalie? Peter Check, right? Punk? Yes, sir. Uh, I knew it. Shook his hand job. afterwards. Uh, inside job, yeah. Disgusting. Kaka, uh, we got Pirlo. Mm. The, the, those are the those are the only people that everybody would know but uh, come on man you sure anybody anybody any failed wonder kids uh we got dos santos yeah there you go giovanni <laughs> come on man i knew i knew if somebody was around we were i, I didn't want to expose up. i didn't want to expose the la galaxy we already got <laughs> we already got a topic on this la uh on the mls minute this week la galaxy tricking off the comeback because uh, <laughs> some guy named Jillian Arrozo, Aro, uh, he, he does a, a Dejan Lovren back pass to the goalkeeper and just tricks a goal. Mm. But um, yeah, so to, to sum it up this week, we got two two champagne goals for the MLS. Shout out to uh, Bale. He's yeah. tearing it up in the MLS right now. That he, goal he was is, nice. He's a super sub professional. <laughs> Even now? Oh, my days. Two goals in four games. Come on, man. Uh, that's what's up, though. But we're going to put his – I'm nominating his goal this week. And uh, the second goal, my boys out here at Atlanta United, Andrew Gutman, 93rd-minute game winner off nice. the bench. It was the nice. week of super subs, to be quite honest. <laughs> that's what's up. Okay. And to end it off, man, we uh this this was this past week we had the most goals in the MLS, fifty seven on mm. one in, on Saturday in total, nice. sixty the whole weekend. So man, y'all go ahead, relax, man. We'll we'll catch y'all up next week and we'll get them standings. But this was the MLS minute. Thank you very much, Marcus. I learned so much. Can I? Do you still have that roster, by the way, of Arsenal MLS All Stars? Oh yeah. I, I just have one question because if this boy was in the starting lineup. Dalit was 2016 Sagna left. So who was right back? Was right back, was it Licksteiner or Debucci? Oh no, no, let me let me let me who was the right back? Was it oh hell no, yeah. All right, yeah, I'm about to get depressed. All right, let's move on, guys. <laughs> hey, yeah, Dan, can I name some other people that was on that uh, team? Go uh, ahead, go uh, ahead. Like Jack Wilshire, like uh, my brother, uh, Francois, uh, Cockle, Walk, Walk, Gates, Chamberlain. What's he doing right now? Sitting down. There's <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of geekers. Who, who, oh, of- oh, there was one question I did want to end the MLS minute with a compo. Where is he now? Okay. I think I think he's selling cars in Dubai or something, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and Arsene Wenger was still the coach, so. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, Chewbacca, Pummy's playing for Middlesbrough. All right. Good luck down there. Hey, Holden was out there getting stretched. Yeah, he's, still get, he's, he's still getting stretched. That's why he sits down. <laughs> 
Uh, babe, before we go, I almost forgot. We didn't give our La Liga predictions, man. Is it is it a done deal? Is Real Madrid running it back? Will Barca come in? Is Can Atletico get a steal? How are y'all feeling about that? I mean, I think, like what Anthony said earlier about Bernardo Silva, he might, and I'm, Look, he may not be the end-all, be-all as far as the piece they need, but he will he could be a really good piece for them if they get him. I, I think it's a two-team race. I really do. Barcelona and Real Madrid. I think it's going to be – I want to see – I, I kind of want to see Real Madrid running back. I know it's easy to say that, but I do. I like the talent they got. I think the Juju and Benzema's tape is going <laughs> to extend into this season. It already has. They got a, another trophy today. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, congratulations. They won the Super Cup. And I believe they'll 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 run it back, man. I don't man, man, fuck Barcelona. Honestly. <laughs> Damn. Uh they'll they'll compete. They'll be up there. Everybody talk, whoa, is Barcelona back? Yada yada yada. And then they'll still be in debt. Yeah, man. I, I won't I won't Real, I want Real Madrid to win. I think they'll win and that says Marcus, what you got, brother? Hey, um, I got my inspector glasses on until August the 31st. Oh, oh man. Okay. August the 31st, Barcelona. I got my glasses on you. Uh, if uh, none of them players get registered by that date, I'm going to go ahead and send my boy Jamar a bottle of uh, champagne because he can pop that bottle early. Oh, yeah. Shout out Jamar. He's definitely going to make a special guest appearance on this show. He is a diehard Real Madrid fan, so we definitely need his insight. Uh, you guys know last week I called La Liga the best league in the world because of how competitive they are in continental competition. But I, and I agree with Anthony, I kind of think they could win the league if they could register everybody, but I don't know if they can register everybody. So my top four, I'm rocking with Real Madrid to repeat. I'll go with Barca number two, but a close race. I think um, Atletico third. And I think for fourth place last year, Sevilla got it, but it was close. Uh, one thing I'll say is that second place, Barcelona last year, 73 points, Atletico 71, Sevilla 70. I think Valencia is going to get better though. I'll go with fourth place this year. Um, I'll just, I might go with Villarreal because that Emery magic. Before we go, we got to end it with kind of a serious topic that Ephraim has brought to our attention. You know, it relates to the interaction fans can have with players on the team and how the club can, you know, make players look a certain way and make fans turn on them. I can give a quick example in American football in that Kyler Murray, you know, he had a clause in his contract, which... The team said they wanted him to study film for at least four hours a week. No one knew that he had problems with studying and that and those type of things until the organization put it out. And now people are looking at him sideways about, is he really dedicated to the sport? Right now, we're seeing that with Barcelona, with Frankie de Jong. And, you know, there seems that they're trying to make him revert back to his old contract even though the contract that he signed was given to him by the previous board. It's not like he made up his own contract. They gave it to him. Now they're trying to force him, trying to force him out. Xavi has even said, hey, he might even play center back. Like, <laughs> they're getting sick. But 
Ephraim, you saw something that disturbed you earlier. Were fans booing him or something? Break that down. Yeah, so it, it seems as if there were some fans outside of their training, either their training ground or somewhere somewhere out there that uh, were heckling them. Basically, uh, I don't I don't speak Spanish, but I, I did use Google Translate, so shout out to Google Translate on this one. Um, and it says something around, around the line, along the lines of lower your wages, and then there was a word that I didn't get, so I think it was a curse word. It might have been like the P word, pussy, something like that. Sorry, excuse yeah. me. Everybody. They call them pussy. <laughs> hey, so they may have said something or something. They called them something that started looked like it started with a P. Uh, I could be wrong about that because you know, but it it, uh, it is a sermon. I, I I don't understand like anybody in their current job right now would not take less than what they're supposed to take. Would not sell themselves short. To me, it's offensive when people want players to take less money. I'm, I'm for the most part, I'm always going to side with the players about getting their money. Uh, I know it sometimes can look ugly. Um, at the same time, like none of us, I, none of us, not any uh, four of us on this podcast would sit there and take less money uh, for what we bring to the table. And I wouldn't expect him, somebody like him to do this, anything different. So um, I'm not mad at him personally for, for continuing on and trying to get the money he's owed. Um, I'm upset with obviously like the high reps of Barcelona and when fans for whatever reason uh, find a way to turn on players thinking they're greedy all of a sudden. I'm sorry. I, I don't find it that way. Yeah. And that's why I'm on my F Barcelona campaign because other players who are now going there should see how, Oh, this whole club is funny with money. What are we doing? So yeah, it's, it's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. And I think that, um, you know, it's a conflict because the fan always supports the club regardless. Players come and go. The club is forever. There is a reason why, as an Arsenal fan, whenever I buy an Arsenal jersey, I put my name on the back. No other player. Not saying that I don't love any players. I can't say that. Henri, that team, but it's really Henri. That's the reason why I became an Arsenal fan. Actually, when I got my first Arsenal jersey, Henri was still on the team, but it's because of my connection with the club that I wanted my own jersey with my name and number on it so I could feel like I'm a part of the team. So that happens a lot that, hey, no matter what, no player is bigger than the team. We just saw last summer Messi was crying because he had to leave Barcelona. He's the greatest player in the club's history. You think they care about De Jong or anybody else? <laughs> Our best player had to leave because we didn't have money. Anybody else can kick rocks. So I understand it. It's not right, but I get it. No player is ever bigger than the club. Hey, I think it's uh, disrespectful. Like how y'all said, they're trying to make that man take less money. But uh, I do think you got to kind of give for Barca credit. They mobilized that shit real quick. What was that? Maybe like a <laughs> week or two, 24 hours? Shit. No doubt. <laughs> and one thing I'll say, too. If it meant, you know, Arsenal could win a Champions League or Premier League, I'm taking a pay cut. I'll take a pay cut. I'll move like Tom Brady. I'll take a pay cut to make my team better. Hey, there's no salary cap in soccer, so that's why it's different. But, you know, in American sports, there is. And we've seen examples. James Harden just did it a couple weeks ago. He took a pay cut. I'm putting it in 
parent in quotation mark because he's still getting a lot of money, but he took a quote unquote pay cut to make his team better. So in that aspect, you know, it's different for me. You know, I'm sure you're mentioning, you're saying like, all right, like if Ephraim, you're on United, Marcus, you're on Liverpool, Anthony, you're on City, you love the club. If they ask you to take a pay cut, I think you would do it because we've seen at Barcelona, PK and Busquets have taken pay cuts. They might take another one. They're academy products. They're there ready to die for the club. There you so go. It's, Good point. They're they're they are homegrown products. So there are things that they've probably been incentivized with over time that they're like, all right, we're good. Like, we don't have to worry too much about our security or 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 anything like that because we've been here for our, you know, not necessarily our whole career as, as far as PK goes, but uh, we've been here for most of our careers and you know, we're good. You know, somebody like Frankie de Young, he, he didn't come through the Barcelona Academy. He's, he kind of, he did though. That's the funny part. He's their dad. He's from the Ajax Academy. That's why his dream, okay. that's why, you, but, but that's why he doesn't want to leave because that's his dream. He even mentioned it. He said a few years ago, he thought his trajectory was going to be Ajax to Arsenal and then to Barcelona. He called it the Mark Overmars plan. Because if you guys aren't aware, Mark Overmars is one of the best wingers, wide players of the late 90s, early 2000s. Unfortunately, he had injuries, so he wasn't able to maximize his career. But he was an Ajax player that came to Arsenal and then went to Barcelona. That's how people looked at it like, oh, that's the designer football mat to be a boss in Ajax, to go to Arsenal because they were the only team in England playing that way. And then finally, I go to Barcelona. So Frankie de Jong, he jumped Arsenal. We weren't good enough for him at the time. We weren't in the Champions League. If we were in the Champions League, he would have come to Arsenal. We weren't. He got to go straight to Barcelona. He mentioned he just bought a new house. He's home. That's why he doesn't want to leave. You see, he's not tripping about... Uh, he, Of course, he's tripping about his money, as he should. Everyone deserves to get paid for when they do work. But... It's also his dream to play for Barcelona. So that's why he doesn't want to leave. So it's tricky for him. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just don't see him going, you know, cutting down his wages like PK and Busquets. If he does, it, it ain't going to be like that. I don't think so, at least. I agree with that. But, hey, and that's the problem with them being broke because we're all knowledgeable people. <laughs> There's side deals in all of this. Did y'all not just see the NFL Tom Brady getting an owner fined and losing draft picks because he tried to sign Tom Brady early? He tried to make they try to get make him become an owner and then come back and play and all this. So owners try to do side dealings all the time like that. But when you're broke, I don't think you can maneuver that way. So Barca. They better, they better get uh, De Jong some oil rigs or something. Man, they better just do what they did. <clears throat> Allegedly, to register their last players. I heard they dropped off the payment at 2 a.m. <laughs> Ransom deal, huh? Uh, man, how many levers they got left, man? It's selling like everything, not. Dan. Everything. <laughs> I heard did another thing for like 49% of they media. I could be wrong on that one. Don't quote me, but they they – they summoned every piece of they, uh, they property. They really are. It's a shame. And I was talking to Anthony about this the other day that this is the globalization of football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. It's the global. This is what happened. Barcelona used to pride themselves about not having a sponsor on their club shirt. 
this like even now the camp new being called the spotify camp new this is the first time it's ever happened they used to pride themselves on being a team they were like running their club like a non-profit organization and now they're over a billion dollars in debt by trying to play the commercial game now they're lost they lost their soul and this is a part of it that's why their best player ever their captain had to leave for free well he wasn't their captain busquets was the captain but you know what i mean i mean it's a shame it's sad for sure barcelona falling off like this is disgusting and because of that I, I, you might have to give me back the 2006 Champions League trophy. You know that was illegal. Come on, man. Give it back to me. Come on, Ephraim, you know, I need it, bro. <laughs> That's funny. I need it. I, you said everything is for sale. How much you think? Can I get that for like $10? And like, I can write an article for him. I'll give him a discount on the article. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Barcelona is dirty for what they're doing, but for whatever reason, they, they still able to sign players and get people in there. And, They've been linked with what I think uh, Marcos uh, Alonso, I think. Is yeah, he's coming soon. There. Yep. Um, and they were actually linked with uh, uh, Cesar Espelacueta as well. Um, yes, Espelacueta wanted to leave as well. But mm-hmm. but Tuchel said, I can't afford to let you go. You're our captain. You're going to play. And they gave him a new deal. But he definitely wanted to leave as well. Yeah. So I'm... I, they're getting it somehow, selling off they they IP, I guess, is 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 the way they want to roll. But yeah, I, I'm just upset with how fans treat players sometimes. I really am. Um it, I agree with you. It's sad. And Marcus, you can attest to this because you are a diehard college football fan. You're from SEC land. You support the reigning national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. How corrupt can a system get? for a team or organization when everybody knows you're dirty, but the NCAA or the conference needs you. I know you've seen type of things like that. Oh, you talking about Nick? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, he good for the game, bro. I mean, I think that's actually <laughs> what it is in a lot of aspects to touch on what you're saying. Like, even with Barca, like, I, f- I feel like on the low, they're going to probably do some underhand deal for them to mm-hmm. work it out. Because it's like that's good for that league. If they not if they not in the top two fighting for for something in that league, then that league gonna lose ratings. They gonna miss all that TV deal, yep. and all what they were fighting for gonna go left. So I think that they go like how you said they go all sports. Like the situation with Nick Saban and um oh boy the Texas A and M. Yeah, they they out here talking they out here talking sideways, and we already know the game don't change with the uh with the new laws. Mm-hmm. With the NIL, so it's like for him to come out and say you paying for a player, that pretty much is like you just coming out, come out with the gloves saying hey, you cheating, homie. <laughs> yeah, Jimbo Fisher was pissed. We know how you did your deal. You go back down there and see how he did. Yeah, everybody's cheating. And Anthony, I know you're upset because you guys, Manchester City, you guys got touched up with financial fair play. But what happened? You guys came to the court with a thousand lawyers and beat it. Why? Because you have the racks, PSG, financial fair play. They beat it. Why? <laughs> because they offer oil money. Man, let's, yeah. be, let's be honest. They, they got, they, they print their own money at home, so they good. Exactly. So anybody can be bought. And the difference is Barcelona has no money to pay. But like Marcus said, their brand is too valuable, not only to La Liga, but to UEFA. We know that Champions League needs Barcelona there, bro. It's too much that. money on the line. Yeah, they still got they still got Messi on the highlights on the beginning <laughs> of the Champions League, bro. Beginning of the promo of freaking La Liga. So um 
the Barca out here dropping down the relegation zone just because they can't register seven players. I, I don't think that's a good look for the league. It's not. It's not a good look for the world of soccer. It's not. I agree. Anthony, thoughts? Because I know you're fuming. <laughs> ah, nasty. Uh, I got nothing to say, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so... Based on what y'all see, do you think it's realistic for Barcelona to get out of this debt in the next decade? How would it take to get out of a billion dollars in debt? That might take a lifetime, realistically, but we know in the world of soccer and, you know, global business, it's different. That Can you go is, bankrupt? That debt is fake for them. They they got somebody up in the front office, man. It's, it's whatever. Technically, they could go bankrupt, Marcus. Yeah because they don't have an owner so all of this debt is collected by the what's it called the support club so technically yes they can definitely go bankrupt when you have to start selling everything all your media rights your tv rights this right like will you even make money off your own image and likeness speaking of nil are they gonna make money off their (laughs) name they selling everything for quick money and aren't they thinking about redoing or, or in the process of redoing the Camp Nou as well? Yeah. Like, sections of it? Yes, they are. You're right. Where are they, where are they getting this from? Spotify. Daniel X said, hey, I can't buy Arsenal. Fine, I'll buy Barcelona. Basically, basically, because since Barcelona, we know they don't have an official owner. Spotify is like the basic owner because he's on the club. He has He's the club shirt sponsor and the stadium. What else do you need? <laughs> You got him by the balls on this one. Yeah. So, I mean, so you guys, do you guys feel any sympathy for Barcelona for this? No, not at all. Yeah, hell no. Nah. They, they still signing players. So, no, absolutely not. Marcus? Man, that shit like a bad episode, a bad one, two episodes of goddamn Mafia or something, man. This shit, <laughs> Sopranos or something, man. This man, I am really confused, man. These man got back alley deal. I, I want to see a documentary. What are all or nothing for them? I just want to see all or nothing for the Barca board. <laughs> hey, that's next. Hey, all or nothing just to see the board walk in and out of the office is next. <laughs> Who you hey, calling? Hey, nah, hey, Marcus, you're full. Oh man, that needs to be a sketch. We need to do that one day. We have to do an all or nothing Barcelona board sketch. Imagine, imagine uh Marcus is President Laporta, and I'm DeYoung coming through asking for my back taxes, my back checks. Hey man, that's the old boy deal, man. Whoa, that's that. <laughs> oh. Dang, so if none of y'all feel bad, I f- see. I'm conflicted because you you guys all know my team died because we moved to a new stadium and our owners were broke. We lost, ironically, to Barcelona in the Champions League final 2006. We move into the Emirates, we leave Highbury, and we go into debt. And I know for a fact, if Arsenal wins that Champions League and gets that money they're not trying to still make a comeback into being a serious club again today. So from that aspect, Arsene Wenger and the board, they followed the rules. They followed the protocol. But it's unfortunate because, hey, 
just because Arsenal followed the rules, hey, like we said, not everyone has to. Arsenal, in the grand scheme of things, like to make another SEC statement, you could say Arsenal was like Auburn that we get. We win every once in a while with a generational talent, but we, we're never Alabama. We never LSU. We never Georgia. I was Georgia. to say, y'all, y'all could be LSU now. Oh, uh, yeah. Now that they're dead, right? Thanks, Marcus. We're, we're Brian Kelly twerking up on recruits. No thanks. Losing them. With a new Southern <laughs> accent. Don't forget about that. Hey, y'all, it's Brian Kelly from Ohio, but now I'm from the Bayou. Yeah, that was, hey, that's sick. <laughs> I mean, where'd that come from? Yeah, I don't know, man, but I I kind of do feel bad for Barcelona. Not the board. Well, kind of even the board, because this is a new board. I feel bad for the fans, because I remember what Barcelona used to be about when they had UNICEF on their jersey. And now they twerking for, now they're still in Pop Smoke streams. They still in. You know how many artists have been crying about streams? They got it now. That's how they're paying it. They're paying off artist streams. So I kind of do feel bad for Barcelona, but that's the cost of doing business. At least they're super club so they can get saved. Yeah, man. But <laughs> before we go, this is something that we I wanted to bring up last week, but all the leagues weren't back. You guys can do it any way you want. This is like, you know, college sports, they have preseason All-American do you guys have in the club all-stars players that you feel like are going to be giving us glorious highlights? They can play all over the pitch. You don't have to do an actual formation and a sound. Do you have a, like a, a watch list of in the club all-stars players that you know are going to ball this year? They're going to have the silkiest highlights, provide the glorious moments that we all love. Anybody have a couple players y'all want to shout out for your in-the-club All-Stars? Yeah, I got a few, and they're from City. So I'm going to start with Cancelo. <laughs> Nothing hey, wrong with that. Hey, Cancelo, Rodri, Holland, and KDB. That's all I'm going to say. Watch out for them. All right, all right. That was easy, though. <laughs> E-Money Bags, what you got? <laughs> I kind of want to see uh, maybe – Killing this gentleman's name, a man from uh, Tottenham, uh, Dehan Kulusevski. Oh, Kulusevski, yeah, oh, he's man. smooth. I want to see how he performs this year. I, I I don't have much else I'm really looking at like that. Uh, maybe that young cat from um, Crystal Palace, uh, Eze. Oh, okay, yeah, he's another silky one. That's a nice shot. I want to see. Yeah, I want. He's 19 years old, I think, and I I, I kind of want to see how he performs this year. So those two might be a couple of the players I'm looking at. All right. Uh, for me, you know, I got to go. Marcus, you know, I got to go with Mr. Gucci headband. St. Maxon. Yes, sir. He'll try to out dribble his own shadow. He doesn't care. <laughs> I'm going to go with St. Maxon. I'm going to go with Zinchenko because, hey, man, his touch is smooth. He's elegant. Everybody else plays at one speed. He plays at his own pace. That's the definition for me of a champagne baller. Um, I got to shout out Jude Bellingham. He's definitely on my watch list because I think, like I mentioned earlier, because more will be asked of him, we'll get to see more of his grace on the pitch. Kamavinga, you know I got to show love to my brother. I think he's going to be a guy that shows his versatility in midfield. And my champagne, mm, champ, oh yeah, midf- uh, defense, William Saliba. Hey, I got to do it too, Anthony A. Hey. Rolls Royce, young double R. He's riding through. <laughs> but for my champagne striker, hmm, I might, uh, you know, I'm going to say something sick. I, I'm going to go with Lewandowski. 
And the reason why I'm going to say Lewandowski is because did y'all see his uh, introduction? He was going crazy. <laughs> nah. What? No, in, the, in, the, in the stadium drip? Yeah. Hey, Marcus, you know, at Bayern, he had no time for that. Now I feel like in that shabby system, you can use Lewandowski almost as an illegal, like you can use him because he has the technical ability. You can almost use him as a false nine, but he's the ultimate finisher. So him and Rafinha, who was another one on my watch list, they're going to be spooky. So, yeah. Hey, Ephraim, uh, oh, yeah. I got a whole list. Oh, go, go ahead, Marcus. My, my boy, Jam- Jamal. Um, What is it? Mussolini? Mussolini? Oh, Musiala. Yeah, that's a nice shot. Musiala for, for Bayern. Yeah, that's a nice shot. Uh, I got my boy Afonso. We, 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 yeah. Oh, Davies. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yes, sir. Yeah. I got my boy uh, Jude. Um, shit, bring it back to the Premier League to bring it to my squad. I got Fabio and Harry Kane. Okay, okay. I'm looking out for um Harry Wilson also. Fulham in the uh, Premier League. You're he- a villain, man. <laughs> that hey, you're a villain. He he is silky, but that that sounds more like a Marcus prospect to watch list for Liverpool. Hold on, hold on, man. hold on, hold on, hold on. I have one wild card, and it's only because he should be the man on this team. Jay Lings. Ah, Lord have mercy. I mean, you ain't lying. You're not wrong. That's a sick. Ephraim, speak for your man. 29 with Jay Lings on his back. Is that good? Who we talking about? Whoa, he forgot him already. The the 27-year-old prospect that's now 30. (laughs) Jesse Lingard, your brother. Oh, no. Man, man, look. He should have went to the MLS if you ask me. Oh, my days. What I'm just saying, he likes the, he look man. The dude clearly likes to like that like, lifestyle that he likes. I think it will suit him in America versus anything else. I'm not, yeah, I ain't got no high hopes for Jesse Lingard. He may do well with them, but then that's with them though. I, what, I mean, if he goes to a bigger club, what's that going to do? Especially at his age now, like nobody's going to pick him up. So yeah, I, I, Jesse Lingard, yeah, he'd be all right. Uh man, hey, he might pop champagne at at, at Nottingham Forest, man. Hey, that's he a, got that's moments. A, he got moments, Dan. I give him that. He got champagne yeah, moments in him. He does. Hey, I <laughs> I like that. Hey, but hey, you, you guys weren't feeling my Lewandowski shot. Did y'all see his dribbling though? He Come was on, styling man. differently, man. On, I was man. like, I was like, I forgot he could do that. You he know the news I did see that I did fool with was they were saying uh Javi was saying that. When he on the field, he like a, a coach, and he ain't even got a coach, uh, Louis. He was like, he he do his own thing. He and yeah. he do exactly what I want. So that is focus. And then like you say, if he switches role this year, I mean, shit, that Ballon d'Or, oh, yeah. him and him and him and, him and Sagat over there at Real Madrid, <laughs> and Gucci man at Bayern might have uh, to compete. Yeah, that's real because one thing that if you guys remember. Lewandowski was adamant about going to Barcelona. It seemed like there was no other club that interested him. And obviously, we talked about this earlier, too, on a pod on the previous episodes about what we thought his motivation was. But I think on another thing that we never talked about is that maybe he wants to play the champagne football lifestyle. Maybe he's tired of just being an in-the-box striker. Maybe he wants to expand his game, even at his advanced age to show that he could do more so that, like Marcus said, he can open up the voters' eyes for Ballon d'Or. So that's why I think Lewandowski is going to show us, hey, 
yes, I'm a robot. I'm a sick, cold-blooded killer. Finish, I'm an assassin. But I'm also a designer footballer that grew up watching Van Bastion and Henri. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think Barcelona, if they get those players registered, I think they'll be a really good team. <laughs> hey, that's sick, bro. That's like when you were a kid and you're like, hey, man, if my mom lets me go to this field trip, I'm going to do damage. <laughs> I got $20 saved up, ready to do damage on this field trip. But only if my mama signed that pass, though. If, if she don't sign the field trip slip, I'm stuck. She might have the fours, that motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I've done that a couple times. Sorry, mom. I did that, too. And I got caught immediately because my, my, my signature was trash. Salute, mom. Hey, I did my mom's very well. I practiced so good with that one. So E-money bags, I was practicing for hours. And it was still shit. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Ah, uh, man. But hey, before we go, let's recap the week. I almost forgot. Um, Do y'all want to make some quick predictions among our teams this weekend before we go? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. I bet. Um, I'm just pulled up the Premier League schedule. Arsenal at home against Leicester City. That's going to be a tricky match. I don't know if Vardy will be back. Based on what I'm seeing, I don't think so, but it's still going to be tough. Fofana, Chelsea's looking at him. I hope he's distracted. I I, I was saying, at first I was going to say a draw, but I'll say 2-1 Arsenal since it's our first home match of this season. Anthony, what do you think we'll do? Uh, I'm going to go another 2-0 for y'all. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Ephraim, what you think we're going to do? I'm going to give y'all 3-1. Marcus, how you feeling? I'm rolling with you on that 2-1. They don't got right. enough attack. All right, cool, cool. Next, Man City hosts Bournemouth. <laughs> I got a Man City 3, Bournemouth 1. Yeah, I got 3-0 City. All right. This from? Be, sorry, man. This might be one of them higher scoring ones. Uh, I got like five or something. Five nil. Okay. Okay. Not mad at that. Marcus, what you got? Hey, fellas. We going with a lot this week. Um, On my oh. betters. My betters go over 2.5 on the goals. These fo- these fools might put up four. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> and it's an easy city victory? Yeah. 4-0, bro. Relax. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Speak well. Let's go from the opposite of easy. Let's go to stress. Brentford hosting Man United. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say two-two draw. Okay. Uh Anthony. You know, uh, I predicted destruction upon the, the devil. Two two nil Brentford. Mm. Wow. I'm gonna go with uh a one-one draw. Marcus. Um, I'm gonna go with a two-one loss and uh probably two goals from my boy Lancey. <laughs> Shout out Ivan Tony. If you don't know him, he's a striker that plays for Brentford. He looks like the rapper Lancey Foe from the UK. He's a great artist. Check him out. And hold on, Liverpool. I was looking. Are y'all not playing this weekend? We play Monday. We Monday uh, boys. Monday night hey, football, Crystal, right? Crystal Palace. Mm, okay. So how do you feel? Who's at home? Oh, I see it. Liverpool's at home at Anfield. This one, I'll say Liverpool wins 4-2. 
Yeah, I got uh, 3-1. I got the same. Liverpool, Liverpool, my fault. Yeah, same here. 3-1 Liverpool. I would like a clean sheet, so I'm going to go with 2-zip. Mm, okay. Zaha, stay irrelevant. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, the reason why I said 2 is because I think he's going to have more fun because, you know, Trent's going to be checking him in Hey man, let's let's <laughs> another topic for another day. <laughs> hey, well said, Marcus. Hey, I hope y'all have fun listening to Hold us. On. Oh, go ahead. Chelsea and Tottenham. You talk about that? Oh yeah. See, I forgot because you none, none of us supports those bums. Yeah, but this is nah. That that is the match of the week of the Premier League. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's a thank you, Anthony, for mentioning that. Chelsea hosts Tottenham this weekend. Big top four implications. Big London Derby. And you know, if a meteor hit the stair, hit the uh, stadium, and both teams never existed, I'd be happy. But uh, you know, I would enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, what prediction do y'all got for this game? Hey, I got Tottenham going off a blackout four-one. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, Kane and Son Kulaveski. I heard you, E. Hey, they the Kulaveski's dangerous. It's gonna get don't scary. forget about and don't forget about Richarlison. He's That's in the car waiting. It's yeah. gonna get scary for them boys over at Chelsea. <sighs> yeah. Ah, see, <laughs> man, it's my ops, literally. I uh, but I'm a uh, I'll say, ah, oh, Lord have mercy. Uh Tottenham. I think it's. I think you're right, Anthony. I think it's gonna be a gun show, Anthony. You are right. I think Tottenham five, Chelsea two. Ooh. And I think wow. after after the match, Tuchel is gonna complain about the the grass being too low. <laughs> <laughs> you're sicko, bro. The grass is <laughs> dry. That is funny. Oh <laughs> uh, man, did everybody the, the way I the way I feel about that one? Um, I've been to the ops. Facility. They were on my op tour, Stanford Bridge. <laughs> yeah, you did walk down on them. Um, I might be back out there in September, but uh, for this match, I'm gonna let you know that uh, Tuco, your tactics are trash. I saw something last week that exposed something, and that was uh, Thiago Silva when he got scratched and he cussed out Mindy because he <laughs> thought he was gonna save him. <laughs> That's not going to be able to last all season. And I think, like how y'all said, Harry Kane and son might have a field day. And then it's yeah. too much depth on that damn team. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I go 3-1. Okay. And Ephraim, what you got, man? Yeah. See, looking at Tottenham, in retrospect, I might want to, like, reshuffle my top six and put Tottenham where Chelsea is. Because um, I did, I left Chelsea, Tottenham off my top six, and I shouldn't have. Because yeah. I do think they're scary this year. And yeah, I do they're think they're going to come out here with a win at Stanford Bridge. I'm going to go ride the train with you guys, and I'm going to say 3-1 Tottenham. Hey, Ephraim, um, what was – didn't uh, – wasn't there a match when Tottenham scored six on y'all recently? Well, stop, 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 stop. It wasn't recent. It was <laughs> like a year and some change ago. Let's stop. Let's uh, it's recent. It happened this decade. It's recent. It happened this decade. Hey, fine. I mean, if we want to go there, yeah. I mean, there's an 8-2 game I could talk about, but I ain't going to go there. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you're not in my vicinity. I would have karate chopped you across your throat, man. <laughs> <laughs> the anniversary of that L was like a couple weeks ago, too. It was the beginning Sick. of the season. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Illegal. 
illegal. You guys, you guys dominated a preschool team. Congratulations. Oh, it's an excuse. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. Look at that starting 11 for Chelsea, for Arsenal. Most of those boys never played in the starting 11 ever again. You can That's look still at still had Van Persie at the time. Yeah. So and he that, came that, over. So yeah, he came no, over and found what was good. No, he didn't find what was good. He regrets it. That's why he has no home. He's a nomad now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He won his only uh, Premier League title with who? I'm again? Judas. Only? Hey, man. He won, but at what cost? You've seen it. You've seen the meme. He won, at what, but at what cost? What is he? <laughs> What is his legacy now? His legacy, what, a two-season wonder at United? Or was it even just one good season? <laughs> it was definitely one good season. Yeah, all right. Season. So, yeah, what's his <laughs> legacy? Yeah, one good season. He, he laid down, and now he's a man with no home, begging for niggas to bring him in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But hold on. Did he? Is he on Ten Hawks coaching staff? What happened to that? Uh, I didn't hope maybe. Um, I think he's on the coaching staff in, in the Netherlands, I think. Mm, yeah, see? See? He's lost. He don't know where he's at. Stuff fine, you're confused. But hey, man, speaking of confusion, when you're on the Champagne Soccer Podcast, when you listen to us, you'll never be lost. We'll never lead you astray. We're always trying to guide you to the light of the finer things, the champagne. This is your man, Dan. I've been welcomed once again. Thank you, everybody. Marcus, Ephraim, Anthony, the gang. We'll be back again next week. Y'all stay blessed. We out. Peace. Keep the bottle service ready. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs>